Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What can musicals teach me? Well, you are in the right place. This is another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. I'm your host today, Kristen Barros, and I am joined at the table by the incomparable Zancy Weber. Me, I'm Zancy Weber. That's you. Hello. And we also have Julie Eisentrager. <gasps> and another extra special guest, Samuel Boyd. <laughs> Hi, yeah, Sam. Hey. Little Sammy Boyd. That's, me. That's you. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. It's so nice to have you. So exciting to be here. What musical are we talking about today? We're talking about Evita. <gasps> Do you know what? Our Broadway news is also about Evita. How it's convenient very is this? I love this. So I don't know if you guys have seen it. I mean, it's been all over Facebook. So We did post it on our we Facebook We did also <laughs> post it. So I hope you know um, that Tina Arena has been cast as Eva Perron mm. in Australia's Evita. How are we feeling about it? I don't have strong opinions because I don't have strong opinions about either <laughs> Tina Arena or Evita. Evita. <laughs> I mean, if I knew more about Tina Arena, I would I would be more comfortable making a call whether she can do it or not. But I'm not really right. I don't I don't have an opinion on her talent overall. Yeah, like, like, That's um, fair. Like the last thing I heard, like my my friends just came back from uh, Splendor, and they were like, "Wow!" And Tina Arena was a was like a guest, and I was like, "Oh, you know, she's supposed to maybe be like announced as Eva Peron in yeah. like Evita." And she was just like, "I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Evita is." And I was just like, "Ah, don't worry. Uh, like, no. Here we are." But apparently, she sounds she looks great, and she sounds vocally great. So yeah. I think she might surprise. Like other than being a little bit older than. The person I thought they might cast, <laughs> she, she may be okay. Well, she might be. Uh, the reaction I've seen on the social medias has been, I'd say maybe seventy percent positive, thirty yeah. percent kind of like, oh, that's kind of like, who else were they going to cast? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean. And I mean, for a precast, it's a big name. It's a big so name. So yeah. you expect it. You it's know? already on the Wikipedia. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wiki, you are fast. Stop it. Doing that the was research like it was already there. I was like, okay. I, heck, well, I clearly did my homework early. Because <laughs> she was not there when I did it. <sighs> okay. So proud of well, me. Well, that's all of the Broadway news that we have today. So we have a guest again, which means that we have to do the get to know you guest quiz. It's my favourite part of the whole show. This is my favourite part. Because we get to judge the guest. Oh, my goodness. It's no judgment, Sam, I promise. Absolutely no judgment (laughs) placed. Um, So are you ready? 
I am. I think I, think I, I, think I am. You think you are? Well, we'll I look, yeah. Mm, yep. <laughs> Let's just throw you in the deep end and see what happens. All right, so question number one is, which musical character would other people compare you to? So I said I was prepared for most of them, but not the, <laughs> not this, this is the one? only one. I actually don't know what people would compare me to. Um, Are you asking for opinion? So yeah, yeah. Yes. So like, as I raise my eyebrows, yeah. everyone, I don't know what would people do. Hmm. Only everyone at home could see my face. If only. It's true. We'll do like a live <laughs> stalk him on Facebook. <laughs> do it. And then be like, yeah. We'll like add it to a. our Facebook page of just like a boomerang of Sam's eyebrows. Could be a poster like feature it. You could you know, announce it. I would. I wouldn't compare you to this person, but I'd really like to see you as which king is it in Hamilton? Which king is it? (laughs) Which king is it? (laughs) I don't. I'm not a big Hamilton fan. Um, But I think he would. You would play that hilariously. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd be really good in it. But that's not your personality. So I could see you as Baker. I think Baker. (gasps) Yeah, that would be cute. All right. Yeah, he's meek, isn't he? But he's <laughs> meek and well-meaning. Self-burn. <laughs> trying to think, it's like my brain is in overdrive. Well, it's it's really hard to pick some because you, if you you don't know what you're going to insult, yeah. you. why? Like maybe you would like to play uh, Flotsam in Little Mermaid. Oh, bless. Bless. Little Flotsam, <laughs> Jetsam together. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. It'd be why don't we just like say, oh, Billy. There we go. You'd be great as Billy oh. because there's a Billy in like almost every musical. Yeah, classic. What about Timon? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Let's also on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm, uh, you, this podcast has really illuminated how into Disney I am. How's <laughs> <laughs> it? Most of my most of my references turn out to be Disney. Disney. Oh, well, I didn't even notice. This may be an easier question to answer than Sam. Which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Uh, I just rewatched the awful movie of this and it's so funny. Um, but uh, in A Little Night Music, yeah. there's um, mm-hmm. Sh- uh, Charlotte Middleheim, so the, the Countess, and she's just so dry, so like... Can I say bitchy? Yeah. Yes. Can you edit that out? Yes. You can say that. I'll have to, I'll have to pause so you can edit out bitchy. But she's so like funny. Oh, no, like, has, like, well. <laughs> so has like crazy like funny feedback and just like all the best lines. And it's just like that's the best character. And I was just like, people were like, oh, Sam, Stone Cold Bitch like her. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So what's that's your dream the role then, Sam? Well... I actually, like, this was kind of hard. I think probably it's Anthony from Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Just because, like, that's a really comfortable <laughs> vocal range for me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I could sing everything like that. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think actually Che from Evita actually has a lot of awesome, screamy songs. I've got, like, a really yeah. rough voice. So I was like, that would be the one where I'd be like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> Singing loud and proud. That's yeah. awesome. So then what's your favourite Sondheim show? So I think most people thought, like, because I, I guess I kind of met a lot of people mm. through doing Sweeney Talk Within Nations. I knew literally every that's word of me. it. Yeah. That's how I met Zane and that's our first year we've been That's Oh, guys. Bless. How takes me back. <laughs> five years ago. Show. What? time flies. Five years ago. Only five. Feels like 20. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> no, so people would say it would be that, but actually yeah. um, I would have to go with a little night music. Yeah, because like it's just got this lovely like full robust sound. It's like very funny. It has a really great book. 
very funny characters. Yeah. It's just really easy to watch. And I actually saw that in the um, Opera House when um, Anthony Warlow was uh, in the main role, Frederick Egerman, and Sigrid Thornton. So oh, like, I've got really fond memories of that. Mm-hmm. I would have said like something in the park with George, but we all know the second act is awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I really like passion as well, but it's just a bit of a downer. And um, I wouldn't say anything. That's, that's fine. We've it's all okay. had our, we've all had our, it's a hard question to answer, I think. Like, yeah, yeah. I like, he's, he's got it's hard to have ones. a favourite sometimes. Yeah. You have a group of favourites. You do. You have to kind of categorise If someone them. was like, oh, which way I watch I'd be like, definitely this is the safest, most easy to yeah. get through. Yeah. You should enjoy it. <laughs> awesome. So at the moment, what is your go-to shower song? I always, it goes back to before, I always sing Part of Your World. <laughs> but, but I usually, because like, I usually sing it in French, because like, if you ever get a chance, it's called Patti Le Bar. And um, on a, go, go to YouTube and just look it up. The, the French singer is like a gazillion times better than Jodie Benson, who's kind of a bit like, I don't think great, but I think like in our, in our psyche, we're just like, we grew up with that voice. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you're great. But the French one has this like crazy... Funny like nasal thing where she's like, it's just like oh oh it's like really big and powerful and <laughs> it's just like ah oh. so I always try to like sing that when I'm just washing my hair I'm just like just sweet that's amazing I love it. that you sing in French in the shower oh it's, it's, it's a I banger mean, it's an absolute banger he's just humble bragging at the moment that's, that's <laughs> all that this oh, is I sing in French in this <laughs> <laughs> cast me okay so check it out. this is the Big controversial question. <laughs> you have to delete one musical from existence. Which one is it? Okay, so I've heard all the podcasts except for one. So unless mm. you said this answer, oh. I think this is the right answer, everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, we get rid of cats. Thank you. <laughs> We're now best I friends. Like, I, <laughs> I wasn't sure until now. Um, I just feel like when people are like, I hate musicals, what they're really saying is, is I saw cats and I don't like them, <laughs> and now I hate musicals. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, yeah. just, just see a different show. It's just like a bigger stage. Like, it's like, I reckon it'd be great for schools. It'd be like, oh, yes, everyone gets their one song and then there's a group song and then... Everyone just buy a pair of cat ears and a tail, costuming. Stop. Yeah, That's done. Sick. And then, <laughs> then that's the musical. It's just like, ugh. And, like, um, I think the funniest thing about that is, I think I remember while well, I was reading for this, um, when Andrew Lloyd Webb was writing the musical, he wrote Memory for Sunset Boulevard about mm. when um, Norma Desmond, a rich, like this faded starlet, if anyone doesn't know, returns to the studio and she's like, ah, I'm supposed to sing the song there. And then it kind of like it fell over. And so then he was making cats and he's like, and here's this banger. Like, like, yeah. like cool. And I will pretend <laughs> that it's based on this poem. I just, I just don't know. I don't know how it's so popular though. Like it just, it, I think it's just finished this Broadway revival. It's yeah. like, oh, like a gazillion people have seen it. I'm like, but everyone hates it. Yeah. I've never met anyone that said, wow, I love cats. Ugh, I've met a few people. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. We're not friends anymore. I was going to say. <laughs> And you know, just to speak to those people. those people. You know who you are. I love you. So um, I realised that I have like messed up the system here, Zane, and we've gone a little bit um, all over the place. I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. It's it's fine. We're about to bring it back though, because I think it's time to get into the history of. To Avida. So here's the history, guys. Robert Stingwood proposed 
this idea to Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice to develop a, a new version of Peter Pan, the musical, but they were like, no, <laughs> let's not do that. No, nah, babe, no. Nah. Let's not do that. I mean, that's we great. do need a sound. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been done, guys. A new version isn't going to help anybody. Um, so they were like, no, that we don't want to do that. But then Rice was um, like... I don't know, contemplating during during a, a dinner and he was he heard the end of this radio show about Eva Perron and he was like, oh, well, that sounds like a really cool idea. Maybe we should get on board that. He had um, he'd always been fascinated by her. He was a stamp collector as a kid and had a lot of her face <laughs> on stamps. It was so cool. It was so cool. You're looking for the word loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he never realised how how significant she was in Argentina's history. So the more that he researched and he even travelled to Buenos Aires and it was like, I I think she's phenomenal. I think she's fantastic. I think she's a great idea for a, for a musical. And she, he, he named his first daughter after her. That's how intense Stop that it. Why are you yeah. obsessed with me? Yeah, why? She would say that. It's just creepy. No, she, yeah. she it's like she the Mean Girls version. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Rice was like, okay, We've said no to Peter Pan, whatever. <laughs> You've you're gonna work on Peeves. Maybe after Peeves, let's let's write. By Peeves, like, do you mean Jeeves? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is how tired I am. Guys. No, I think, I think, um... I'm also like Harry Potter, <laughs> like a fanatic. So it's always gonna be Peeves. <laughs> I can't wait until we get to Jeeves, and, and, <laughs> and I just talk about ghosts yeah. and Hogwarts <laughs> <laughs> every time. <laughs> Jeeves. So after he wrote Jeeves, um, and it flopped, and it flopped, he was like, "Hey, what was that idea <laughs> you had for a musical again? What'd you say? Let's let's work on that." And so the original idea was all Latin themed music and all this wonderful cultural stuff. And Lloyd Webber's like, "Okay." Let's start developing. I think that's a direct quote. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let me think about it. Tango and Pasado Blade. Can I make a motif out of that? Can I? Can there be a mega mix at the end? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So that's classic. Classic Weber, though. Just the same piece. We love over and over and over again. again. Or like the first act flipped and in different tempos. Like anyway, he's done great because Evita's become a massive hit. Um, it may, was made into a movie in 1996. Um, it won, a, well, it was nominated for a bunch of screen awards. So it was nominated for five Academy Awards and it won Best Original Score. Um, Madonna received mixed reviews, but we'll go into that later. She did um, get a Golden Globe for her performance. <laughs> not a nomination not for a, the Oscars. Not a nomination for, yeah, but look. Like it's it's okay. It also won best musical and best performance in a musical at the Olivia Awards for the original, and the original also won best Tony, best original score, best book of a musical, best performance for Patti Lapone, best performance for Mandy Patinkin, best direction, and best lighting design at the Tony Awards that year. I mean, that was that's the sweep that you. Won. That's a lot, mm. and they were nominated for four more that they mm. didn't win. So that like. It was well-loved. It has done a number of US tours, a number of UK tours. It's done a world tour and, of course, it's coming to Australia next year. Mm-hmm. It's had a revival on Broadway and in the West End. Both were nominated again for Olivia Awards and Tony Awards, but they didn't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's had a good ride and obviously people love it. People want to keep seeing it. 
And and that's kind of it. So it's all about Tim Rice's fascination with Eva and this is how this musical has come to be. Well, so. and it's, it, it is, she is an interesting uh, person mm. in history, but like such a tiny, so. short career, like she kind of came on, exploded, and then <laughs> literally just went away. <laughs> like all my relationships were. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag real talk. <laughs> Didn't want to make it real, but <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Should we find out what the plot of this musical is then? Well, it's really, yes, let's do that. Let's, yeah. why not? Let's not. Why let, not? Let me tell you about the plot. Okay, so the plot of Evita mm. is basically just a montage of Ava Perone's life. Yeah. Where she starts out poor. A uh, bastard child of a middle class father. Not even middle class. Lower. Middle class. Lower, lower middle class. Lower, lower middle class. Ooh. And then she. It's disputed in the plot. She attaches herself to an actor who comes through mm-hmm. her town. He takes her to Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. She sleeps her way up the social ladder <laughs> and then attaches herself to politician, rising politician Perón. Mm-hmm. And. Gets him elected, wants to run for vice president, and then dies before she can. Mm. It's that's it's that's a happy tale. Happy tale. Well, it's happy tale of good feels. uh, It is a happy tale, but it's (laughs) it's it has a tragic ending. Yeah, but it is it always is kind of a celebration of what she achieved and who she was as a person. But it is also a little bit of a uh, indictment of that whole. Political system, yeah. I guess. That's I mean, fair. what do you, you? You're the guest, Sam. What What are your opinions uh, on this? Um, uh, th- yeah, the the plot is pretty um, uh, accurate in terms of what happened in her actual life. Um, there's, there's there's a lot of like disputed elements about when she kind of got to power. Did she actually? There's a couple of lines in the musical where um, Che is very critical of her and says like. In the, in the song, the money keeps rolling in and out. He's like, says, says something like, "Oh, thank God for Switzerland and these banks, and the uh, can put away some of the cash again from like donations into there." It's yes, critical yeah. about like, um, but then that was kind of eventually disproved by historians. So it was like, it's it's a pretty unbiased, like it's <laughs> it's a musical, but it's a bit unbiased. It's pretty unbiased. When it's well, I will lot, say, so. so Tim Rice based his story around one particular biography yes. that was, in fact, quite critical of Ava Perot. Yeah. yeah. The um, Woman and the Whip. And I think <sighs> as soon as this musical came out and was so popular, that spawned another couple of biographies that kind of went back and yeah. said, well, what was said here is not technically yeah. proven yeah. to be true. Like, mm-hmm. it might not be so that she attached herself to an actor to come to... Buenos yeah. Aires, it could be her mother when she said she wanted to be a radio actress who yes. just yeah. took her there. That's, and, that's a lot more yeah. accurate, they think. And that's like a lot less seedy than the. But does it make for a good show? <laughs> it doesn't. That's the question. Well, you, then you get more of the mother role, which uh, I guess we'll get to it in the cast. <laughs> but, uh, the, that role in the movie was offered to Patty Lapone and she turned it down. <sighs> Patty. Mm. Well, you know if Patty's turned down a role, then <laughs> it's not a good one. 
Yeah, so I, the, the story is... I, th- I think it, it, Weber has modelled this a lot like the model of uh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that it, it, is, it is all just kind of like one vignette, then song to get us to the next vignette. vignette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the whole, the whole thing like started as um, it's kind of going back a bit to history. But the whole thing started as a uh, rock opera concept album. Yes, so yeah. Jesus Christ came out, and then they're like, "Let's try to rec- like recreate that with a bunch of hits that kind of just tied a plot together." Were there a lot of hits in this one? I guess we don't, can talk to that when we get don't to the cry song. for me. Um, it's probably the most popular. originally though. Uh, I guess it's kind of going to song, so I won't talk about it now. Am I right? We'll get back to we'll that later. To so then, who are the characters that are portrayed in this show? Okay, so Avita Peron is, is of course the main main character. Ava Peron. Uh, then we have the president Peron, mm-hmm. uh, who Juan Peron. Juan Peron. Uh, <laughs> Sam, let me know before he I was like, going to critique all your yeah. sayings. <laughs> yeah, do it. That he's going to be our pronunciation. Yeah, I'm going to get it wrong every critic. time I say it. Um, Augustin Magaldi, mm-hmm. who is the actor. Uh, Peron's mistress, who is only ever referred to as the mistress. Oh. Awful dramaturgically. <laughs> uh, the chorus, and then Che, yeah. who is a fictional. Well, he was. It's, it's the... technically fictional, but there was actually a, 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 a man, a ma- apparently, which may be in the the unofficial <laughs> biography that they used and has been later disproven that they're like, maybe base it off this, Che, yeah. when you perform it. So they talked about, they, they said that um, it was a base from Che Guevara, who was alive at the time and actually led eventual um, the revolution mm. um, for uh, Marxism in Cuba. Cuba, Cuba, Cuba. Um, but... Uh, Che, the, the character Che actually just means every man. Like, it's like if you call someone oh. bro, it's like... Bro. Which, you know, we all do. We're all like, hey, bro. When we write our new Australian musical, well, yeah. there's got to be... Apparently they're going to change it. The opera's going to change it, so it's just called bro, the character. Yeah. They never say... In the musical, they never actually say his name. He's kind of like a chameleon character that kind of goes between lots of things. And when they first um, staged it, Hal Prince was like, no, it's Che Guevara. And then Tim Morris was like, no, no, it's not. What? No. <laughs> um, and then for the movie, they reverted it back, and then yeah. it kind of went back and forth. But now, in the recent revivals, they've made it more the everyman. Um, there was a really strange, like bizarre, awful, not good subplot. <laughs> really? How, how do you um, feel it about it, Sam? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, uh, you guys can tell me. No, there's like it's it's very much it's only the concept album, and he, um, he sings about trying to sell insecticide. There's like there's a song called the. Good song. Yep, look, I, I wish it was still there, but no. Um, no, there's like there's a song called The Lady's Got Potential and he sings about how Ava's kind of rising to power and then, then he kind of has this strange section where he's like, oh, um, you know, just one zap my insect aside and everyone falls down like flies. I'm going to make up the capitalist agenda. And when Hal Prince got to it, it was just he was just like, you need to just chop that out. And like he tried, just I mean, gone. Just, no was, it, was it even a metaphor, or was no, it? No, just... it, was, it was. It was. It was about um, capitalism. And so, like later in the piece, um, there's a section where uh, she, um, the, the the the, des, uh, the bourgeoisie class are like saying, "Oh, we hate you," and she's just like, mm, "Well, 
You need to cut this out when you actually. No, absolutely. I'm leaving it all in. No, but it's, it's very like, eloquent. Uh, the, the, she's she's very critical. So Ava's very critical. She's like, oh, you should have let me become the president of your philanthropist organizations. They're like, no. And then like all of a sudden he came back in and he's like, hello, I've got a remarkable insecticide that will be great for the market. And she's like, we're not interested. And that's the end of the plot. Oh. And so it's like it's kind of in two songs and everyone was like, what? I think that's a good decision. Though. Yeah. Smart decision. Yeah. Yeah. But then it kind of brings it back to that very bare bones um, plot that we have, which is probably a good thing. Um, yeah, it's probably a good thing. But talking about songs, should we just move on to the songs? To get should, more we? should we? Should Zane, we? Zane, do you have any more to add? Let's rip them apart. What? Let's rip them apart. Okay, let's talk songs. This at all. Not at all, not at all. So going back to... What guys, guys, guys. Everyone's prepared. We all do homework. What? I, I laugh. I said not at all as I look at like my <laughs> notes for a very oh long God. time. He's yeah. got a lot of notes, guys. Um, uh, but yes, no. We, of course we prepare. Of course. Yeah. Of course we, we do. We can't just make this stuff. You can't get spot. places in life uh, without preparing unless you're Eva Peron. <laughs> in which case... Oh, shots fired. <laughs> but she's going to come and get us, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> How old would she be now? Like, uh, she would be approaching one hundred and ten. Probably dead. Right, that's, that's, yeah, probably dead. Nineteen nineteen. She was born. Good. So she's uh, approaching. She's ninety eight. Yeah. There we go. Um, so uh, going back to what KB said earlier, like this this whole kind of thing when Tim Rice kind of brought it up and was like, let's write this song. Um, <laughs> Hab- um, uh, so the score of the musical is very much made by like habaneras, tangos, um, very much Latin um, instrumentation and the kind of ornamentation which you hear all throughout the original album. I think the best representation of the original intention is actually on the uh, original cast recording which came out 40 years ago. Whoa. Um, and... You can kind of tell in some bits with some synthesized uh, patches. You can't, uh, you can't tell in other Weber areas. Weber synthesizer, though. It doesn't need, doesn't need just. So on, on a whole, um, the style of it is actually said to be a rock opera, but I think it's a bit loose. And That's it, a very loose definition. It would be so much better opera. if it was just a musical, much like Phantom of the Opera, where it's like, it's an opera. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's a musical. Julie just... Uh, Try to kill her. So, <laughs> she doesn't enjoy bless. Phantom of the Opera. Um, no, but it's true. It's just like people try to say it's a rock opera, so it's like, and they try to make it operatic, which is not really what people want to hear. And um, on the, <laughs> please, and then um, it's, they try to add rock elements to it, which really detracts like the really good musical kind of aspects of it. Mm-hmm. In saying that, the first time I heard Evita, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I picked up the 2006 cast recording because it had Philip Quast on it, who. Um, is a wonderful singer. Yeah. Yeah. Play school. not aware of him. Yeah. I'm with you. Play school. All over it. Play school. And like, I was just, I was living it up in the Les Mis 10th anniversary soundtrack and I was like, oh, Philip Quartz on this. That's what it sounded like when I was 18. Um, I, you know, I knew you when you were 18, didn't I? You didn't sound like that. Uh, I must have been 16 then. It was, it was in grade 12. So, you know. Oh. Track, those, track my life, listeners. Um, anyway, so the first time I heard it, I was like, this is a screamy piece of garbage. But Don't Cry For Me, Argentina would have stayed in my head for about three years. Yeah. So um, And everyone's. Yeah. Like, yes. now that's the song that sticks with you from this music. Literally months. And I remember like, the only time I got back into it then was like six months later. Uh, at some point I was 
in doing um my driving uh test? instruction yeah no it was the test oh, oh my I started gosh. humming it and my instructor was just, the the person was just like are you humming like don't crack me Argentina I was like oh yeah <laughs> you should pass anyway, me now passed the test went home and I was just like music I listened to it and I was like it's a lot better so I don't, I don't know if it's just because of the shock element but the first time you hear kind of this the first time you kind of hear any opera or musical you're a bit like unsure but yeah. Evita for me was a big turn off for a while but it now is, I love it yeah. <laughs> the, the buy-in for Evita is pretty high yeah like there, there's a lot of like historical and political stuff yeah. that you're yes. not really lots like, of words that kind of fly over your head yeah. and yeah. concepts and like I guess if you aren't familiar with what you're what's happening um on stage when you're listening to it it's very kind of confusing so um a lot of the songs though that <clears throat> a lot of the songs in it kind of um uh, just as you said before Zane I progress the action through a certain point of Ava's life the most famous song, of course, is Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, um, which actually originally was going to, like, they were trying to, basically, Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, we need to have, write a hit. We need to have, like, yeah. a Jesus Christ Superstar moment with this. Yeah. And so um, this was the one of the first pieces they started writing. He actually said that he wrote um, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina when he saw, I think, he, I think he's lying about this. <laughs> he said, well, he said he got the idea for the whole whole thing of Evita. I was just like, no, he didn't. Um, he said he got the whole idea when he saw Judy Garland um, perform one of her last public performances and she couldn't sing Over the Rainbow properly. Mm. And he said that he had this brilliant idea. I think he called it brilliant. And I was just like, oh, so, so, so humble, so modest. <laughs> he said he had this great idea that um, to write like a big epic song, like a great song that everyone would love that she mm. could then sing later on. Um, but <laughs> reverse it and make it sound kind of worse. So yeah. Don't Cry From Argentina came first. Originally it was going to be called It's Only Your Lover Returning. Mm. That's a terrible name for well, it. Like, it, Beautiful. Uh, yeah, and Poetic. Like, and then the other one, the wor- even worse one, was uh, All Through My Crazy and Wild Days. Oh, so, so just a lyric. Just pick any lyric and that can be the title. Basically, yeah. But it's like it does fit. Like, there are versions of the original. I, I just have a question. If mm. Andrew Lloyd Webber can say, okay, we need to write a hit. Yeah. We need a really good song. <laughs> Why would he just do that with one song? Because Why he uses just... that one song everywhere. <laughs> because everywhere then the, the, the Andrew Lloyd Webber audition songbook <laughs> would be too big. Yeah, Zane. It would be too crazy. big. <laughs> no, but like it's a really good point because um, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, the, the, the motif is in, uh, introduced at the start, uh, right at the start of the musical with All mm. What A Circus, which is actually sung, sung by Che. Then goes into an I Don't Cry From Argentina preview. It's then, there are little fragments of it throughout the score. It goes all the way up to the um, Casa Rosada where they then sing Don't Cry From Argentina. She then sings another reprise later. And then she does the final broadcast where she sings Don't Cry From Argentina again. Yeah. And then in the original Lament, there was originally like an instrumental version of Don't Cry From Argentina. <sighs> it's so that he, the, 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 hit, the hit is just the song of the show. And yeah. he kind of inserts bars of other things in every now and then. In saying that, though, there are very there are a lot of very strong motifs in this show which actually kind of overlap and uh, do um, uh, mix in with each other. I mean, so. there are a few songs in the show that I really do enjoy, like mm-hmm. Buenos Aires, like The Lament. Absolutely. Um, they're, they're really good songs, but, like, if, if you can consciously say, okay, we need a hit, we need to make a really good song. It's this one. Why don't you just do Ooh. it for all of them? <laughs> in saying that, though, there's not a song in this musical I would actually skip, um, except oh. for maybe The Art of the Possible, which is a very important kind of uh, 
device to kind of progress the show, and I think it works very well on stage. I remember reading, yeah. like, originally that uh, they have, like... Um, a game of musical chairs or something, basically, yes, yeah. where they eliminate people one by one, and then there's this like very screamy section from Ava, which is awesome, where she sings about how the people are tired <laughs> of like uh, dis- mistrustful um, politicians, and then yeah, so it's like, I guess it would be interesting to see, but I actually haven't seen it live. Yeah, so. yeah. like listening through, listening through the soundtrack for, for this, like. There are a few that if I was listening just for pleasure, I would skip through. Oh, like, yes. so the thing, like, the, again, first time I heard it, the start where she sings after, um, after, on Night of a Thousand Stars, mm-hmm. there's a section where it's just like, she's just, everyone's just yelling. Yes. Everyone's just screaming <laughs> out lines. Like, um, my favorite example of Evita is when someone's singing, he's like, Ava, beware of the city. Um, if you were rich or middle class and she just screams, screw the middle classes, I will never accept them and I will never deny me anything ever again. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> Have whoa, you submitted an audition for Ava? Because <laughs> I think you would make a great Evita. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know I would. <laughs> <laughs> but then, oh my gosh, there's like in the concert recording though, there's like a lot of these moments where it does burst out into this. And there's another when she's about to die, she sings the final broadcast, which is still kind of in the show where she sings... The actress hasn't learned the lines you'd like to hear. Yeah. Um, and then it's <laughs> this section where it's like, um, she's sad for, sad, for, sad for her people, sad to be defeated by her own weak body. She's sad for her country. They hope they realize she did not betray them. It's just like, why did you put that in a recording <laughs> to listen to? It's just like, <laughs> and then, sorry, my last, my last favorite one. I will just oh, say, yeah. we just did that then. Oh. We just put that in a recording. Yeah, but like this is like we're just talking about how ridiculous it is. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we're other, doing it ironically. My last favorite so one though sense. is when she sings about the um, the she won't be president of your wonderful societies of philanthropy, even if you asked her to be as you should have asked her to be. It's just like oh, I'm shaking my head violently right now. It was pretty violent. Anyway, so um, <laughs> what are, what's everyone else's kind of thoughts on the music though in this kind of uh, show? Well, this opera. Com- <laughs> Let's not call it that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stop comparing it. it to his other stuff, like mm. stuff like Phantom or even Jeeves, like or, Peeves, or the Cats. Ghost Musical. Um, I'm really into hits. Peeves, the Ghost. Like I'm, I'm keen, guys. It's gonna happen. I'm, I'm not sure you can get the rights. Dear Andrew, well, it's, it's not in the movie, so um, <laughs> Peeves isn't in the Harry Potter movie, Peeves, so we can. Yeah, oh, so we just talk to J.K. Yeah, I'll just, you know, be all about it. She said yes to Curse Child. Andrew Lloyd Webber's <laughs> got to be involved. So. Dear Andrew, could you please have a chat to J.K. <laughs> well, for we, us? We, yeah, Andrew, can we do it with anyone except Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> no, we'd have one really great song though. Yeah, we need one, one, really one, one really great song. Anyway, you know what else had one really great song? Rent. Nope, you've ruined it. Did it have a good song in it? It had a song about having one song. Ah. Uh, it was a funny joke that I made. I didn't get the that. I had it. a pun. You tried. You tried really hard. That's line. okay. Compared to Weber's other stuff, like I find <laughs> this one, like I view Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals as like popcorn musicals. Mm. They're, they're easy and they're enjoyable. They don't require a lot of effort on the audience's part. Whereas this one is a little bit more cerebral. Right. Mm-hmm. A little bit more distance from like the lowest common denominator, which is something I don't mind. I don't buy into this musical as much. And I think that is the separation I have uh, just because of appreciation of the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
like there, it, it took three or four songs for me to get mm. where this musical was going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the, the first, I guess you have, they give you that fragment of Don't Cry for Argentina at the start, but then like the big songs I'd say are kind of like in the second half. Like Rainbow yeah. High obviously is like the big shouty, like mm. interesting one to listen to. Um, and Another Suitcase and Another Hall, um, which they rearranged for the movie and they made Madonna sing it, which is a great dramaturgical choice. Thanks, Alan Parker. In this musical, it's actually just sung by this throwaway character, which I don't yeah, really agree the with. Mistress. Yeah. Yeah, the Mistress. The Mistress, yeah. That's never referred to again. Yeah. Aw, poor it's love. It's kind of interesting Bless. to see it. She tried. Bless. She's the lonely she, uh, She's the, the lonely Helen. Helen. Uh, sung in the movie by Andrea Kaur from The Cause. Wow. And started her career, apparently, <laughs> in music, not in acting. Because we're <laughs> <laughs> it's already over. I think it's interesting to see a, a female lead in a politically based Musical. That is something I have an issue with in this because I don't think Evita is the lead. I think Che's the lead. Mm, Che's okay. the one that's constantly narrating and that's true. He is the and editorializing mm. about. She's just yeah. there to be to spoken it. about. That's like true. it's kind of repeating well, history. He says right at the start, he's like, "I'm going to show everyone in the audience how this woman was like this. This was all a circus. This woman yes, is yeah. a fraud, and she did nothing for years." That's one of the lines. And yeah. He critiques her the whole time. It's really hard. Well, no, it's and, great. But then I mean, the musical like, does the exact opposite of like making her a sympathetic yeah. character who did so much good and then was like, oh, well, now we're all sad she's gone. Interestingly, the, 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 if you have these kind of like asymmetrical or concurrent kind of plots and then they intersect with the great title, Waltz for Evita and Che. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, okay. Like, wow, we creativity. Her. We don't need him. <laughs> no. Which has gone through like a gazillion lyric changes, but um, uh, the whole musical can actually, you can listen to all the songs um, and Che will never interact with Eva. Yeah. And then they do in this one section where she has this, uh, I think she, she passes, in the movie she passes out in the church, I think she's like having hallucinations. And basically he just says, sings to her, he's like, I'm going to leave you alone now because I'm done critiquing you, but um, can we just talk about how terrible you are and yeah. how everyone opposed you was just wiped out of existence? And she was like, Ava replies and says, well, what do you expect me to do? Like, I can do a little bit of good and make things kind of bad, or I could do, I, I, she says, admit, admit my, better to admit your sin than to lose with a halo. Yeah. And um, it's really interesting what, in terms of like the staging where they never have to interact until that point and they don't interact again till the end. So it's, uh, I, I think it doesn't make her a saint in terms of like super um, no. forgiven. Not but Not Mother Teresa, but mm. uh, is still kind of... Um, no, well, but that's the critical. thing. So yeah. she, she has all these things but that are done to her and that she's kind of the figurehead of this political machine that's running. Mm. And then this musical, like she's just part of this musical machine that's yeah. using her the whole time through. So I guess if you take a step back, like I don't think... That was intentional on Andrew Lloyd Webber's part. Mm. I think he just wanted to have some editorial mm. uh, editorial power over the actual events and examining what happened there yeah. and whether it was Webber or Rice. But, yeah, so that, yeah. that's the issue that I have with this. Like, I would have loved to see Evita told from the point of view of Evita. Uh, rather than Evita, from, my story. Rather, <laughs> rather than... The Jack. biography. 
Well, what I'm, what I'm interested though, like um, I did, like I've obviously this is we talk about how screamy it is and how yeah. like brutal the score is. As performers, I guess this is kind of a question for you guys, um, the ladies in the room. <laughs> um, like uh, how how kind of like brutal like is the score to sing? Because I remember Peter Lupone said something like she fought like a banshee and she hates the experience then like one of Tony but also she hates Patty Lapone so. says that about every role she's ever played but ever which it, is a, it's a t- it would be a tough thing for me yeah like, really, I'm trying to think what would be a t- like what would be the worst Julie your, your dream role Julie, I guess. Yeah. it is my dream role I've sung Don't Cry For Me Argentina since I was about two and a half three um so that's when you first kind of were interested in the political climate of the Argentine. Yeah, 100%. Populist. And now. Yes. The 1940s. She's the next <laughs> real life pro. She knows what's what. Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, not my favourite song to sing, though. Anymore. Another suitcase, another hall is my favourite song to sing. But not sung by Ava. But not sung, yeah. So Unless. I don't know. I don't know. What would I do? So <laughs> what would I ever freezes. do? Oh, oh my God. No. I just have such a big problem. I'm sorry. I'm just going to bitch about no, it go, again. Go, go, go. I just have such it. a big problem with that song because in the movie, when Madonna sings it, when they, when Madonna, sorry, when Ava sings it in the movie, <laughs> um, it's actually really well placed. And so basically what happens is Magaldi brings her back to um, Buenos Aires and, um, Leaves her there, and then she sings. What happens now? Where am I going? Makes total sense. And in, then instilling the cheating aspect, though. Um, look, look, kind of like I've been cast aside. And yeah. Okay. What do I do now yeah. as a as a woman? <laughs> a woman. <laughs> Everyone's been pronouncing woman wrong. It's weird. It's um, <laughs> um, and then in the movie when uh, Peron um, brings her home, and then she excuse, she dismisses the mistress, and she's like, "There's this." One, my favorite bit in the movie is when she's like, "What happens now?" and Madonna like raises her eyebrows and is like, "Don't ask anymore." It's just like, "Oh, you bitch!" Because like, <laughs> just parallels it because like it's like she's done well and she's like it's, she's made to that point. She's the person making those calls now. But yeah. then I'm sorry, like the motif doesn't make any sense because in the second half it's like um, she's about to die and mm. Peron says to her, "It's like Ava, you are dying." And then she sings, "What happens now?" It's just like, uh, yeah. "Why are you using this theme about <laughs> woman empowerment here?" Like. What are you doing? Like, uh, it's just like, it just goes to show that Angela Webber isn't as smart a composer as, say, Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. I don't think anyone was arguing that. No, no, I, think, no. I think he would it's argue. Just like, he's, oh. I think he would. He's a, let's just say he's a very lucky man, yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber, <laughs> because yeah. his writing is not clever in any no. way. Mm. It's not difficult. I don't find any Andrew Lloyd Webber no. difficult to sing. Or challenging to emote. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, no, just, it's all very one. It's, it's all like it everything's is on the table. Is. Like yeah. there's no hidden intricacies. No. Yeah. Intricacies. Yeah. Well, look, maybe we've talked a lot about Madonna, who played Ava in the movie, <laughs> but who played her on the stage? Should we talk about that, Julie? Okay. Okay. So, the cast of Evita. Let's have a chat about the big names. Mm-hmm. Let's actually ju- let's just focus on the big names. I'm not going to lie to you. I want to talk about the chorus. Um, <laughs> Each individually. In every staging and tour. Yes. I, well, what I'm actually meaning is that I'm going to skip the ones I don't care about. Um, <laughs> but somebody else might care about them, Julie. Well, then you do the Wikipedia homework. <laughs> <laughs> So, 1978, West End, 
the title role of Eva Perron was mm. Elaine Page. Screamy McPage. Screamy McPage. Was she at that time dating Tim Rice? Yes. Probably. Who even knows? Yes. Sam says yes and I agree with him. <laughs> they loved her so much they wanted her to be in the movie and everyone else was like... Mm. Mm. They loved her so much that mm. Tim Rice loved her apparently, so much. Apparently, yeah. apparently uh, Someone loved A-L-W. her. A-L-W. A-L-W. Liked her as well, but. You mean S-A-L-W. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and who played opposite her? Who cares? Oh, as opposite her as... Any of the other Anybody? Characters. Okay. Yeah. As... Sure. We have David Essex. Awful. <laughs> okay, I, I, don't I don't have an who, opinion awful. on David I don't Essex. Know oh. Really? Oh, gonna, okay. So bad. This whole Hating. cast is so bad. <laughs> One per on is Joss Ackland. I can't sing properly. Don't know who that is. Hi, bye. Let's just, I'm just going to run through the cast. Sorry. You can hate on every single one of them. Just at the end, just go bad. Uh, Augustine. Just Trump style. Augustine was played by Mark Ryan. <laughs> and Peron's mistress, who I'm going to give a name, I've decided right now, as Helen. <laughs> if you want to access that inside joke, just give us a little as one dollar a month through our Patreon account, oh, yeah. and you'll uh, you'll you'll get our first two test episodes. One of which has a character we like to call Lonely, Lonely Helen. Helen. There may be T-shirts involved. There are definitely T-shirts involved. All right, so that's the the original West End cast. Yes. So, Helen, it was um, Siobhan McCarthy. Okay. Then we have, we move on to Broadway in 1979. Mm. We have... These are the big ones. That's Mm. quite fast. This is Big Hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big Hitters, we have, as Eva Perron, Patti LuPone. No. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who absolutely um, hated the experience. Re- which I read is so her, heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, I read her autobiography masterclass and yeah. she has nothing but bad things to say about working with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, oh, I have no doubt if you're not in the Andrew Lloyd Webber in crowd, he would be difficult to say the least to work with. Yeah. Well, like if yeah. you're not Sarah Brightman and you're not <laughs> sitting on it, like. And it, really it only one person is Sarah Brightman. So. <laughs> She's terrible. I'm so glad. Hey, can I just can I? I put it out there. I'm actually so stoked that Sarah Brightman has never like played Eva. Oh, she sang another suitcase, another. She cannot. She can take a seat. Yeah. So who played opposite Patty? So okay, we have uh, Mandy Patinkin. I love Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. That's the screaming. Those those pair. They're the ones that won the Tonys. Yeah. Actress and actor. Apparently they just yeah. catch up and talk about how much they hate it as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are they tour together? They did the just, tour yeah, yeah, in Australia. Like, like, oh, mm. It's the worst ever. Thanks for the, thanks, the, thanks for the Tony, but uh, oh. I actually love to picture them sitting down to a cup of coffee just like letting so, loose. How was your week? You remember that time? <laughs> oh, God, do I. <laughs> um, one Peron was played by Bob Gunton. Gunton? Mm-hmm. Augustine was Mark Sayers. And Peron's mistress was Jane. Oringer. Just, just Jay. Jay. Yeah, well, I was going to stop. And Helen was played with Jay. Okay. The fun one. The film in 1996. Here we go. Before we get to who played, even though we already know who played her in the film. Oh, I wonder who it was. I wonder who it was. Let's talk about the people that could have. Potentially could have. Oh, who? Who okay. was it? So, oh. 
So exciting. Yeah. So <laughs> much speculation of potential leads included mm. Barbara Streisand or Liza Minnelli as Eva. Barbara Streisand immediately turned it down. Straight away. Straight away. She caught, Is this the one she caught up and she's like, I don't understand it? Yeah. And she's like, what? And yeah. They, they kind of made one pass at Barbara Streisand and she's like, no, this is... This is not for me. Mm. Thanks, though. <laughs> Let me think about it. Um, no. no. Eliza was screen tested twice mm-hmm. and apparently it was really impressive, but Tim Rice said no. Because uh, he was... Because uh, he wanted Paige. He was with someone else. Oh, I was going to say, he was no to Eliza. God. Um, and then we also had, like, two alternative castings for... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got you giggling already. For Che, uh, what is his name? Che. Che. She uh, means disdain in um, something. In something, you know, it means disdain. So these two are actually pretty funny. So I get why Zane is giggling. <laughs> the options were Barry Gibb. All right. Or. or Elton John. Oh. Can you imagine Liza Minnelli John and Elton, Elton John, John as Evita and no. Che? That waltz would have been like oh. stomp. All jazz stomp hands. for Eva and Che. That is a that is a show I would like to see now. That is. Let's put. We'll leave that for Dreamcast. Oh. Okay. Yes. All right. So um, it was then that uh, a young lass by the name of Madonna started penning a letter. <laughs> She started, she sat down with a piece of, a piece of paper and a pen. What? Much like we all did. <laughs> That's how, how you get rolled. So you write and she did my job and she goes, dear dudes. Dear, dear S-A-L-W. <laughs> I really want to play Eva Perron. Pretty, 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 please, can I? I was once poor and now I'm successful. I'm virtually Eva. <laughs> I have strong feels. Let me emote. Awesome. Love and Madonna. Did it work? It Julie. did. So, 1996 film Madonna played the title role. I will say, though, Michelle Pfeiffer almost uh, got very close, and you can actually hear a couple of her um, songs on YouTube. Googling it now. Yeah, because she was uh, really she was taking exactly. a few months of voice lessons <laughs> to kind of prepare for it, but that was the original iteration, yeah, not the Madonna iteration. No. I think. Right. Yeah. Okay. I just, I can't imagine Liza and Madonna. It's quite a big difference like, in yeah, terms of the... Like uh, the fact that Liza got two callbacks or well, screen no, two tests. Two screen tests. Which is still a big yeah. deal. Like, if they didn't want to see more from her, they would... I'm not mad about it. The ho- reading through the history of the right. casting of this, you really get a good idea of the kind of Andrew Lloyd Webber, Tim Rice and their little posse. Versus that, Well, no, that whole kind of boys club that they have and going, oh, no, not that girl. Let's have that girl. But I'm currently sleeping with that girl, so I kind of want her in it as well. Yeah. And then that kind of tension of they're saying, well, no, if she's not in it, then you're not getting anyone else. Yeah. That, yeah. Say this really for it, though. Madonna does somewhat resemble Eva Peron. She does. I think she does a great job. Yeah. She do, she looks like her. It's great. You can't ask for much more. Well, in in one of the scenes, like they one of the in the the crowd hold up an actual photo of her, mm. and it does look. It just like looks like her. Madonna. Yeah, amazing. So playing opposite her. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm a little bit in love. Antonio Banderas. Oh, <laughs> also, I think the best shape. Yeah. Over someone we will speak about in a minute. Mm. Ooh. 
literally forgot who it was. He's already angry about it. Okay, so Antonio Baderas also in the cast. Juan Peron was Jonathan Price. From parts of the Caribbean. Yeah. All right, let's move on to like the newer ones. So West End in 2006 and Broadway in 2012. Eva Peron was played by Eleanor Roger. And then playing opposite her in the West End version was Matt Rory. But on Broadway in 2012, who I was speaking about a moment ago, Ricky Martin. Ricky I just Martin. think, like, have you guys heard uh, the cast recording? No. I oh, have, yeah. He's just very wooden. Yeah, it's, it's not. Not his strong it's, point? It's not, like, terrible, but it's not provocative. It's not really No, it's terrible. It really kills it. <laughs> well, he's got very bad, like, very bad vocal technique, too. It's just like. I guess. I, but it's quite different from what he would but you like usually be singing, yes, right? Yes, so that absolutely. seems like a very strange choice. Did they just go Ricky Martin is Latino? Well, so let's yeah, I had a very there. big passion for the role. I think actually, Auckland. it's rumored he wanted to do it in Australia as well. So let him. We well, might get. We lucky. might let him. Might I would write let him. A letter to the casting. Dear, and say, I really feel. I really feel. Dear dudes. Dear dudes. Um, so in the West End version, one prawn was played by Philip Quast, which, <gasps> oh, which would have been amazing. It's really a shame because, like, the 2006 recording they did of it, um, it's just a highlights recording. So his beautiful, velvety voice is only on, like, three tracks. Boo! So. Uh, Broadway, the same role was played by Michael Cervasis. Uh, then we've got West End uh, in 2014. I mean, uh, it's not just, as many big just, hitters, to just be don't honest. Don't worry about the rest of them. And then West End in 2017. Again, not huge names. And then names. Australia in 2018. Australia 2018. With Tina. 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 Miss T. Does it get better Miss than Tia this? <laughs> it could. Well, I, yes. do, I, do, <laughs> I do have a couple other names because I'm a little bit of a film buff, so I have a little bit of trivia yeah. about Go the film. Go for it. Uh, at various points in the film's development, so from right at the start when they were considering Liza, Barbara and Elton John, yeah. right through to the end, there were other names that got thrown around. I'll go for it. One of them was Sarah Brightman. Oh, please. Of course it, of course it got thrown around. So She's wrong. been thrown around. Mariah Carey. That would be hilarious. Jennifer Lopez. Gloria Estefan. Wow. Can I just say everyone is like laughing right now? If you don't draw attention to it, (laughs) they don't know how many times you have to go through this. It's very obvious when you go quiet. (laughs) I'm quiet most of the time. Uh, And Jaja Gabor. Jaja Gabor. Uh, As what? Hang on, wait. What? As As Ava. As As Ava. Wouldn't she have been quite old in 96? Like, no, it hasn't stopped no, Tina Arena, guys. Come this, on. This is <laughs> true. the Bless. first iteration. Sorry, so this yeah. is just after, after the first after the, the Broadway run. Yeah. Okay, when they right. Were first starting. So, so seventy nine. Yeah. Oh well just after seventy nine. Yeah. Okay, well that's a not as bad. I was yeah. gonna say ninety six Josh Gabor would have been And there is one <laughs> one one fact about the movie, it holds one world record. Is it the most costume changes? changes really? More, more than Cleopatra. Whoa. With Elizabeth Taylor. What? No but way. They held it right up until 1996 and now Madonna has it. Um, is is it still like, current? I haven't seen yeah. the movie. Yeah, 46, 46 right. costume changes throughout the film. So many hats. Quick change the movie. Let's go. I think it's 50, 52 hats, 40 pairs of shoes. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Wow. The list is crazy. The and apparently they're sucks. all modelled either off photos or off the actual originals that are... Uh, maintained by the Argentine government. That's I wonder amazing. if a local costume collector 
has any Evita pieces then? There's got to be a lot floating around. Could be a lot. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? I'm a message him. I'm going to find out. <laughs> start, so you st- start writing those letters, Julie. Yeah, I will. Well, <laughs> just, oh. All right. Well, we've talked about everything about the show. What about effects? Should we we've talk t- about we effects? We should talk about effects. Mm. Were there Production. any effects? A, a couple. So, uh, well, yes. So you could kind of class it as an effect in the very opening. They're often seen watching a movie. Mm. as she comes through. And then that's how you kind of find out that's where the devastation begins, that's where the movie starts. Um, but also there's effects in song. We spoke about briefly before. So it it ties in classical music, rhythmic Latina styles, as well as just normal, pretty poppy ballads. Um, and Weber apparently... Uh-oh. Don't know if he succeeded, but Weber apparently Uh-oh. tried to convey where they were through the story throughout those styles. Ugh. Okay. Put I don't back. know. Absolutely. I am sceptical <laughs> yes. of that, of his success or attempt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and yeah, and then good. they had just a really big shoot is the other thing that I, I had yeah, listed really here. They had a 12-hour final shoot of um, the balcony scene. So over 3,000 extras were used in over two nights um, and they only used three cameras. That's why it was a 12-hour shoot. <laughs> but basically no tricks or special effects Followed after that, okay. they were just like is he's a whole. Movie? Yeah, they were like he's a whole bunch of people. They also used enjoy. the widest lens ever made, which is an eighty millimeter lens. Wow, was that for the funeral? Or? Yes, oh. yeah, for for that final shot yeah. where, oh. of the crowd and the and the, and the building. It's it wow. is I it is a pretty cool shot. Oh, like, absolutely! Actually, like, it's great. I haven't good, seen the movie. I will. Um, I'll put that out there. I Has will go and watch seen the stage show. No, I no. haven't. Cause I just I wonder because there's a song that always includes the montage, and I'm like, this seems so dumb, but I don't know what, what it's doing it on stage. Like, exactly. It's just like we're in a montage of a show we've just seen. Maybe it's really, like, <laughs> maybe it's really powerful, and we just don't <laughs> maybe, know. Maybe it is though. But maybe like, it's like the bodyguard montage, which is just a, like on a scrim of, like, video of everything you've seen already in the show. Oh, that, well, that, that was... That sounds if you have to right. recap it, in, like, an hour and something musical. Yeah. No, no, no. The other thing is um, the the stage show originally has kids. I, I think they have one They have one kid in the revival. I don't know where that kid they would be, be except for Santa Evita in the second half, which is the only song they sing. Where do they put them in the rest of them? Like, rest of the musical? Uh, Mind you. You're a director. Find everyone has their hands I mean, yeah. the, we'll the chorus does reference men, women, and children. So, so I maybe, guess they need to have a child. Just never just hear one. them except for... Men, women, and child. Women, <laughs> and child. All right, well then... <laughs> one of each. How would we cast the show, I guess? What's our dream cast? Ch- children included. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Well, let, well, I would play uh, all the children. <laughs> let's let's have, move on. Yeah. If we were to cast this show, who would we... Liza and Elton John. Done. <laughs> oh, so true. So true. I w- I w- if they... If just for Netflix, please. <laughs> just just to do it. Dear just, Netflix. <laughs> just Zane's dream cast of Avita. Like, oh. Zane's oh. Who else would... Uh, Who would be the mistress in that case? Mistress. Me. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and... um. And Che? And, uh, no, no, well, no, Che would be Elton. One. One, 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 one. Someone authoritative, you know. Oh, 
Jeffrey Rush. Oh, that's good. Nice. That's good. Great cast. Well, <laughs> surely start putting that letter to Netflix. <laughs> Dear Netflix. <laughs> We're onto a banger of an idea. <laughs> Would you like to know how to make some money? <laughs> Anybody else? <sighs> oh, okay, so t- we've got my legit already, dream right? cars. Your yeah, legit I, dream I think, cars. I think the like I don't really care about anyone else except for Peron, which would be Philip Cost. I think Antonio Banderas is the best J. Yeah. Um, and my perfect. Do you think that would translate to stage though? Because uh, he yes. was very good in the movie. Because um, he actually performed in Nine in two thousand three. The recording oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was very good in that. I think he he won a Tony for it too. Yeah. Awesome. And didn't get considered for the movie. Well. Um, oh, poor Um. But I think he would have been good on stage. I don't, I don't know. It's I, I don't really not really a fan of anyone else doing that role. But for me, the best Ava actually is Elena Roger. I don't know if anyone mm. else but she gets a lot of criticism for being too nasal and being too thin. And for me, that role really requires that. I can see that. I will argue. Nope. <laughs> oh, well, slash Julie Covington, but she never played on stage. So, oh. well, okay. So, how about our very own Julie? Yeah. Uh, Julie. Who's your dream? This is your dream. Your, this your is your dream. dream. Apart from myself, yeah. 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 Well, you can cast yourself as the well, dream. Well, that's done. So I'm your dream done. Role. And, and who Jay would be would your change, Julie? Benderis. I'm not going. You're baiting me, and I'm not going to do it. Someone else tell me who my chair would be. <laughs> your chair would be Antonio Banderas. Your Peron would. Your Juan Peron would be. Uh, Go on, uh, Who Anyone <laughs> age inappropriate, of course. Like uh, who? What are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, oh, Strong Zach Offron, maybe. Yes, yeah. yeah, Zach Offron. I promised I would say his name. No, he paid a mistress. Uh, well, no, like who do who would I get to make out with more? Because oh, that's, yeah, that's true. I don't well, think Chay I don't think Ava makes Ava. out with doesn't Chay. you um, at all. They just have the really ones. Actually, okay, sweet. Then he's definitely gonna have to be one. <laughs> <laughs> who, but like, who is like? What is your like? Of the, of the all the Avas we've heard, yeah. Who was your pick? Madonna was my pick. Madonna. I I'm not sure. I think I have to see the show. I did like Patty. Patty screams the score like a lunatic, and yeah. I love her for it. Yeah. She she does like her her Ava is different than anyone else could ever make That's Ava. True. Uh, That's true. But I I also didn't hate Madonna. <laughs> That's yeah. always a plus. I also didn't hate Madonna. Is going to be like on. <laughs> Don't, I well, okay, so when questioned about the movie, um, <laughs> Patty will say she hasn't seen it, but she's very disappointed that they had to change the keys around for Madonna. Oh, Patty. No, no, no. She she actually recently, like a couple of months ago, was like, said something like, I was in a gym and I was working out and looked up and I saw Madonna and she's a movie killer. <laughs> she said she, she's a movie oh. killer. And she said something like, Oh, Patty. Uh, Madonna is like an amazing performer, but she cannot sing, and she's a movie killer. Oh, like, she is Patty. If you want someone to talk to, like, she has a lot of people that. to talk to. Most of them have cameras she and microphones. So you can talk though, to me. Cast in the movie, so. oh, Patty. She was offered the mother, but that's that. Do you know how much that would hurt? that would hurt? To right? be fair, that they were that was twenty years after she had done the role. Yeah, that's she true. was yeah. a bit. She was too old. Sorry, Patty. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Uh, yeah, Patty. Patty was great. I don't think yeah. Patty would. I wouldn't give it to Patty now, of course, because yeah. it's just the age. But yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What about you, KB? Do you have any opinions I, on it? I really, I 
I'm stumped with this one. I really don't know. I haven't. I probably haven't listened to it enough. I, I'm not. I, d- I don't have a big attachment to Vida, so I. Yeah, I'm. I'm stumped. I mean, yeah, <laughs> stumped. I'm like, stumped. <laughs> Just like <laughs> speechless for the first time. Ooh. They all have their merits, I think. I need to, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Julie's just remembered she's got to do something. So we're going to move on to our top five list. <laughs> so what top five lists would we put this musical on? I think, like, uh, musicals, like, with crazy powerhouse female leads. Top five crazy powerhouse female leads. Any dispute? Mm. No, I think I'd put it there. Yeah. Do what you want. Do what you want. <laughs> uh, top five title character female oh. leads, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Top five political. I was about to say, yes. top five political. Some of my list. Well, all we've got is what? Evita, Hamilton. Lame is. Lame is. Uh, You're in town. Uh, <laughs> You're in town. I mean, you could also go Annie. It's got well, a yeah. thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Annie. Annie? Reefer got... Re- Re- Madness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was in Annie. Top five? Do they have the big good ones? <laughs> okay, well then, yes. <laughs> Let's just go top five political. Top five political. Awesome. Top five iconic balcony scenes. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> top, top five iconic arm movements. <laughs> <laughs> top five most sung songs. Oh, cry. yeah. Mm. Top five musicals with a mistress. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's yeah, a lot. I think so. There are a yeah. lot. Yeah. We can put it in the top five. Yeah. Any others? No, that's my list done. That's Top five narrators who sing. Oh, yep. Um, in, yeah. Because there's right. not there are a lot of narrators. There aren't a lot of narrators who sing. Yeah. Again, you're in town. Yes. Yeah. Would be the and only other the one woods. I could think I'm like of. Into the woods, into the but woods. that guy doesn't really sing that. No, he doesn't either. sing. He, yeah, he speaks it. Um, Top five. Um, musical set in Argentina? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I would imagine. <laughs> the only top one and it's on its own. <laughs> Does anybody have anything else? I was like top five when like the, the protagonist dies. That's true. I was like, well, again, I'm like, you're in town. Um, <laughs> Hamilton, I think. Did he get shot? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Oh Spoiler alert. Spoilers. <laughs> um, great. Well, right. let's move on. All right. this political musical did we learn any lessons it's possible to sleep your way to the top of argentinian <laughs> politics this nowhere else it. though just argentina just yeah argentina. Well, just argentina. <laughs> it takes a very specific set of political circumstances for it to work but uh i think it says something like whole wholesome and endearing about like it doesn't matter about your origins but you can go wherever if you're willing to sleep yeah. your <laughs> the do whatever it takes and like we're talking to Mike friends now she started out as a, as a radio actress so yes yeah well we Ladies. can see our path Julie yeah <laughs> oh you're already I'll on see it you when you're prime minister thank you <laughs> oh I do not oh, want to do show. that in Australia <laughs> oh thank you um I think we learned that Andrew Lloyd Webber just has to write one hit. And oh, and plagiarise a lot of songs, which oh. I forgot to drag well, through the that's mic easy. before. Yeah. Yeah. No, but please, uh, if you do know the score, mm. um, the song on the, this, on the Night of a Thousand Stars, 
Go ahead and look up Perez Parado's Cherry Pink and Apple Blossom White, and it's the same song. Oh. Welcome. Andy, what are you thinking? Well, he's like Phantom is oh, that's true. a lot of other pink, musicals. Pink Floyd, isn't it? It's like the opening of... of yeah. yeah but then like all through, like there's, there's sequences from various other operas that he's just literally oh, just copied and pasted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bless. Oh, Andy. But you know, if he wants to, he can write that one hit. He can write the one hit. He can write the one hit. You to be fair, though, Don't Cry From Argentina, like the opening ballad is from um, Bach's Prelude and Scene on piano. Oh. Well, well, maybe that Andrew Lloyd Webber can't do anything. The lesson is that Andrew Lloyd Webber can do whatever he wants. Or, <laughs> or, that is, that is a powering all, you, message. all you need to do is write an inverted commas rock opera while sampling <laughs> other open source music That's true. and you'll write a as hit. As long as you change, what is it, three chords, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was like for fans of the opera, like he settled it out of court with the family, so obviously it's like they won. But he just wants to put it to bed. Um, what else do we learn? Anything else? Any more lessons? Well, I guess we learned about her life. but You did, but yeah. uh, <laughs> loosely about her life. <laughs> Well, I learned. Uh, well, honestly, I learned more about her life reading a, about yeah. the background of the musical than I did from the actual musical. Yeah, but you know, it's it it made me read, or at least <laughs> yeah. I learned to read. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshed your skills in reading. Ah, uh, I resent that. <laughs> um, well, if there's no more lessons, sorry, Avita, that, that you didn't teach us a lot. Well, Maybe. it wasn't. Didn't really have a PowerPoint to it. Did it didn't it? It really. Was just kind it's of like a, a, a biographical a story. Yeah. Story. Awesome. Let's let's move on then. We are coming to the end of this week's episode, but while we have Sam here, Sam, what are you doing at the moment? Is there anything you want to tell our listeners um, about? Yes. Uh, well, when Zane was like, "Would you like to come on the show?" I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I would love to plug." Um, <laughs> The upcoming show I'm doing, um, I'm singing with the Australian Voices in the Singing Politician during Brisbane Festival um, on mm. the 15th of September at the ABC Studios. And um, he said, no, you can't plug that. So oh, that's the end of that. Zane. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> what did we bring guests on for? Can you just tell me what he told you not to plug again? So it's, it's Brisbane Festival. Brisbane Festival, 15th, 15th of September, September. Australian Voices. The Singing the si- Politician. The Singing Politician. How very convenient that we did a political musical. And if on you were going to preview it, the yeah. album is available on Spotify. But Whoa. I mean, like, you Do you Spotify? have a link to that that you can give to us and we'll put it on the show notes? Look, look, if we if we get around to it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that has brought us to the end. So I need to tell you all of the things that you need to know in order to find us, to follow us, to subscribe to us. <laughs> Preaching to the choir, though. With our Patreon account. Well, firstly, I really want to put Sam here on the spot. <gasps> yeah. Because, you know, we, we, we put this podcast out there and, and we don't make you give we, us money on we, Patreon. We, we certainly don't. appreciate anyone who it. will. But what really helps get the word out there about the what, podcast what is people subscribing rating and reviewing us. All three? All three. Subscribe, rate, review. All of them help a little bit. All three help the most oh. on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. 
So, Sam, you have an iPhone, I see. I do, I do. Now, can you go to your Apple I, 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 iTunes, Apple Podcasts app? It's mm. the purple one for those following at home. Now, are you already subscribed, Sam? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the correct answer. Now, to actually rate and review, which I assume you haven't done yet by the look on your face, it's actually harder to do than just going to the, to the podcast. You have to search for it. So go mm. to the search and put in musicals taught me everything I know. Musicals will probably usually get you there. Musicals. Ah, I wrote musicals. Musicals taught me everything I know. Number one. That's Yay! right. Good taste. This is all because of you. Thank you. And then you just have to go to oh, the just, reviews. Oh. And then give us a five star and write your review in there. And it's that, that helps, simple. It's that simple. So Zane, everyone put listening, the gun right down, now. please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to force you. No one help To him. do a five star rating, <laughs> no but no, um, rate, rate, rate honestly, how you feel. We would like to know. Yeah, well, also we like, like feedback. Like, exactly. give us a five star, and then say, well, maybe Julie could write more letters. That would be yeah. great. Or we've maybe, tried to sing more because our listeners have asked for it's it. true. Of which we've done none in this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, guys. Sam sang a little bit. Sang a few. Oh, we didn't do any. Oh, if Miranda was here, we would have done yeah. the waltz. All of Miranda it. let all the team it. down this week. Maybe next week. We'll <laughs> for you. All righty. So if you haven't already, make sure you hit the iTunes podcast app. It's the little purple one with like the, 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 the flashing thing on it and we're super easy to search for. So jump on that, subscribe, rate, review. Our Patreon account has some awesome bonuses. So if you would like to donate and we're not forcing you to, but, but if do you it. would like to, you could hear our first two test episodes. That yeah, one dollar a month gets hilarious. the first two That's Seriously. One dollar a month, that's all. Month. They're very potentially that's my favourite episodes. <laughs> They are funny, in my in my own personal opinion, in my own personal biased opinion. They are actually pretty funny episodes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> will, will you let us know if Julie's right in listening to those ones? But there is also a bunch of ways to get in contact with us. We have a website. It is www.thatsnotcanonproductions.com forward slash M-T-M-E-I-K. That is musicals taught me everything I know, but only the first letters of all those words. Well done. Yeah, no worries. And if that was too hard to remember, then hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. I'm feeling a theme here, Zane. Well, it is the title of the show. What? No way. <laughs> but if you're what? more of a Twitter person... We are at Musicals Teach Me. Or you can email us. And if you email us, then we can respond to you on the podcast. How exciting is that? Now, that email address is musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com. Look at that. Musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Amazing. Guys. We'll answer all of your questions. All of them. No matter how crazy or crass they may be. And if you send us nudes, we will rate them. Okay. We will rate them. That's Julie's job. I, as the scribe, will rate and submit to other websites. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for coming, Thank Sam. Thank you so Thank much, you. Sam. I mean, Sam, we have loved having you here. Thank you. Hopefully we can now all complain about Evita together. Together. Oh, it's we'll, we'll go for coffee and no. we'll join Patty and Mandy for Tingin. Hit up Mandy and be like, ready. <laughs> all righty. I have been your host, Kristen Barros, and I've been joined by... Zane C. Webber. And... Julie Eisentrager. And... Sam. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.